Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome back to The Shit Show. As always, I'm joined by Squish, brother Nick. Squish, how the hell are you? Hey, Lucy. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, got my booster in the weekend, my uh, COVID-19 booster, which kind of good timing because I feel like right after I got it, we started getting a few cheeky Omicron cases around the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's starting to spread around here in New Zealand, which, I don't know, get boosted, get protected. I know. I feel like I have all my armor now. Like, I've done everything I can. Honestly, this booster, like, I didn't get sick, didn't even feel it go in. It was seamless experience. Um, but I did sort of want to give a wee update on COVID-19 just for any of our listeners from Aotearoa out there. Today, we were recording on Wednesday, and uh, we hit... Oh, we did. Got had a first uh, four-digit day. We had a one thousand one hundred sixty new community cases, um, which is quite easily the most we've had. Not really something to celebrate, but no, not something to celebrate. But look, I just don't want to get down in the dumps. So, besties, we've got quadruple digits, and we're going to be fine. And you're going to do everything you need to do, and illy. So we've moved into phase two of red light, which I know is sort of random comms, random communication of that. But um, basically it means we're no longer trying to stamp out like all cases, all COVID. Um, It means that like not a lot's changing from our day-to-day life in sort of phase one of red light. But um, there's going to be a wider wider use of rat tests, those we rapid antigen tests <laughs> and the time that we need to spend in isolation is moving from 14 days to 10 days and Nick do you know where you should go if you want the best coverage of all things COVID-19 Omicron um I do but you should tell me just in case I get it wrong well if you were thinking the spinoff.co.nz yeah I was yeah that I mean that's correct honestly they have the best, the best and like most understandable shit. Like, I hate reading about COVID 19, right? But if I jump on live updates on the spin off and I see that Stuart has, you know, been writing something, so easy. It's in a few bullet points. I understand it. Also, Alice Neville, she does these explainers of like, what is phase two? What is blah, blah, blah? And no one else, not even the government, can make it make sense, but she can. So, um, the spin off.co.nz. Not sponsored by them, but they are our besties and your we do love them very, very much. Anyway, Nick, now that I'm done gushing about the spin-off, please, will you tell me what the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week was? Absolutely, I can. 
Um, so I know you guys talked about all the, the yay Pete Davidson, Kim K drama in the latest ep of Culture Vulture, which you should go and check out if you haven't. I'm sure you all have. <gasps> Thank um, you. I'm getting good at that. You're so good. I think this came out after you recorded that ep. Um, it's Ye's McDonald's Super Bowl ad. Oh, my God. So this would have come out just directly after the ep because in that episode I talk about how Ye said he posted a photo of his trending searches and Ye was trending over the Super Bowl and he like did this caption like, it's not my fault that I'm more important than the Super Bowl. Like, I didn't try to do this. Like, I'm going to take my ca-. This really like fucked up caption about how he's more famous than the Super Bowl. Anyway, before I talk about it, let's just play it, eh? <laughs> Hey, can I get a... Uh, Ten-piece chicken McNuggets. And what sauce would you like with that? Uh... So we've all had this experience at the drive-thru, right? Like, do I want a cheeseburger or do I want the nugs? Sweet and sour sauce is the goat. If you haven't seen it, it's just Ye pulling up in one of his Jesus tanks from the Follow God music video a few years back. Ye doesn't really do a lot of ads, so I guess the Ronald McDonald check just hits a little bit different. <laughs> or maybe McDonald's just has lower standards than like everybody else in the world because you should not be paying that man to do ads with you right now. Actually, kind of a good uh, move because he's got all the PR around him, doesn't he? All the PR, the genius documentaries coming out. Uh, later this month, I think, which I am pretty excited for. It's coming out today, Dal, I think. Is it? Yeah, the first instalment of it. Oh, we better hurry up then. I'm excited for it, but I'm really, really grossed out by the PR. If if everything that he's been doing lately on Instagram and all the bullying and shit has been to like get hype around it, I'm like, bruh. But you know what? We can't escape it, can we, Nick? So sometimes we just got to roll with it. Absolutely. Roll like his Jesus tanks. Lucy, yeah. what was your weirdest thing my weirdest thing i feel like i always come on here for someone that actually doesn't really read a lot about politics a lot of the time i always come on here and i either talk about um boris johnson or scomo scott morrison skirmer so scomo basically butchered april song in cuba and dragon the band not the flying scaly things i've already used that joke in my newsletter honestly don't come for me um Dragon aren't happy. So, you know that song, it's like, take me to the... No, 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 no singing. Do it. People love the singing, Luce. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. Oh. Whoa. That song? Yeah. So, you know that song? Of course I know that song. It's a banger. Yeah, fucking banger. Well, he, basically, ScoMo went on 60 Minutes and was... You know how they always try and do the, like, little relatable, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) shots of the family? Well, his was, like, he picked up the guitar and it's like, I mean, he picked up the ukulele. And I could see why he picked up the ukulele because he could play this one riff that sounded real cool. The one that goes, dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it. And it's like, if you can play that on the ukulele, then it kind of looks like you're a bit of a G on the ukulele. But actually, you could all do that listening. Everyone, you could do that. I promise. Anyway, he basically just played the same line twice and he didn't really get it right. And Ruby's going to put it in here just so you guys can hear. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. The 
reason that it's so ironic that he played this song is because um, April Something Cuba is about escaping like the current circumstances that you're in and running away to an island to greener pastures to escape that, whether it's political issues or, you know, like environmental issues, not to foreshadow. I was going to say <laughs> bushfires. Maybe bushfires. So, so I don't know if you remember, Nick, or you wonderful listeners, when ScoMo um, sort of took their infamous family holiday to Hawaii during the bushfires in 2019-2020 in Aussie, it wasn't a good move, and it's just a really interesting choice of song for him to have chosen, because... I don't know, hypocritical. Anyway, Dragon released a statement and it started off like many times before, Dragon is back in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. And then they went on to say that um, this time it was ScoMo deciding to cover April Sun in Cuba. It is a cynical move for a politician to co-opt music in an attempt to humanise themselves come election time. Maybe if his trip to Hawaii had not been cut short, he could have learnt the lyrics to the rest of the chorus. Because he just repeated the fucking same line twice. Anyway, um, Nick, it gave me big John Key, all I want for Christmas is you energy. Ruby, I am going to oh get God, you. Oh, my God, let's, no, let's Ruby, not play that. I'm going to get you to put no, it don't. in here, and it's going to lead us into our next news story. Okay. So here we go. We play. You just start singing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he must hate I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just, just one thing I need. <laughs> I don't care about, about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, Nick, is Russia actually going to invade Ukraine. Bloody good question. We've talked about this on the shit show in the past, and I said that we would keep you updated if anything major happened in that space. Um, and I feel like now is about the right time to go ahead and give you an update. So I'll give you a quick rundown on the last week or so with the Russia-Ukraine sitch. Um, things have been sort of simmering away, lots of diplomatic talks, with possibly the biggest one coming on the 12th of Feb. Um, the Prez Biden spoke to Putin on the phone for about an hour. Um, and we don't know a whole lot about what they said on the phone call, but a senior US official said that the call brought no fundamental change in the situation, although the two leaders did agree to stay in contact over the coming days. So that's pretty good. Well, no, no fundamental change. I don't know if you'd say pretty good or bare minimum. We're going to stay in contact. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I meant it was good that they're staying in contact. They could have cut the line. It could have been worse. Like, oh, my God. But, like, these people, I'm just sick of giving the benefit of the doubt to them. No fundamental change is not all good in my books. Anyway, at least it's not war. Carry on. Exactly. Not war yet. In addition to that, the US gave the Russians, like, a taste of their own information warfare vodka by gaining access to the Russians' plan and releasing it. Um, the alleged plan was for Russia to create a fake video of a staged attack by Ukrainians on Russian soil. Um, and the hope is by exposing 
Putin's plans. It will allow for more time for diplomatic talks, more talks, more phone calls, and some other way for a peaceful resolution to the whole thing. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but on the morning of recording the show, so on Wednesday, um, Putin met with the German Chancellor and claimed there was a genocide taking place in eastern Ukraine. So I guess it was a little bit late to change the script. So he's still creating some sort of fake diversion, but... Uh, yeah, even though we all know that was originally the plan. That's actually embarrassing. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing that uh, that, that is a leader of a country and the plan was released to create a fake diversion. It's literally like what Ye's doing right now, not to bring it back to him, but <laughs> creating fake things to um, get attention. Anyway, what is the vibe? What's going on? Like, I don't often hear about what's actually happening in Ukraine. So Michael Schwartz from the New York Times wrote a really good piece this week where he travelled along the Dnieperu River, which flows through central Ukraine, um, and he spoke to Ukrainians along the way. He spoke to one man in particular who was 70 years old, had served in the Soviet Union's Red Army, he built missile systems targeting like the US and Europe and stuff, and he said, I never thought like this. I lived all right in the Soviet Union, but now I've begun to understand. We need to oppose Russia. We have chosen not a Russian path, but a European one. Um, And to me, that quote sort of sums up what this whole situation is about, like Ukraine trying to forge its own path by wanting to join NATO, trying to form those closer ties to Europe, by having this big bully as a neighbor trying to dictate its course. Um, So it's not up to Russia what Ukraine does. And the annexing of Crimea in 2014 sort of installed a really anti-Russian sentiment in the country. Another quote, if someone took over your kitchen and started frying cutlets there, they took Crimea and a piece of Donbass, what would you do? Pat them on the head, he said. We need to support our homeland, our Ukraine. Yeah, I think that we, we like, shouldn't forget that, well, it feels like Ukraine don't even have a say in this. It's their own country, but it feels like, because Russia is so, like, intent on them not joining up joining nato not being like a western aligned country like it feels like russia like russia's just asserting this dominance they kind of have it as well they kind of have the dominance but i don't know well they do they're like they're one of the world's superpowers still essentially and putin in particular really has this view that the breakup of the Soviet Union should never have happened and that Ukraine is still essentially a part of Mm. Russia. So he thinks about this in a totally different way than we do, you know, living our entire lives with Ukraine and Russia as separate countries. Yeah, yeah. It's Honestly, it's actually really scary. I've read, I might have gone up since I last read it, but like they have 70% of their like military that they have, that they could use being used right now, like on the borders of Ukraine and Russia. The map of where the Russian army is situated around Ukraine is really scary. Like, you should go and try and find one. It really does illustrate how surrounded Ukraine is by Russia and where they've got all of their um, all of their army. It really doesn't give Ukraine much wiggle room, I guess. No, and, and I've been seeing TikToks, actually, which is really interesting, kind of jarring, of soldiers and stuff, like, firsthand, sort of on my For You page. And, like... I just don't know if we, even me and you, see the gravity of like how fearful it must be to sort of be living in Ukraine right now. And like that this is actually a huge fucking deal. Yeah, nobody wants this. Anyway, on an equally terrible note, I'm going to talk about Prince Andrew. So, again, this is something I spoke about a few weeks ago on the shit show. Um, Prince Andrew 
was subject to a US civil sexual assault case. So really quickly, just a wee content warning for the next like two minutes, um, I will be talking about sexual assault. But Nick, do you remember when I talked about how in the US they brought a sexual assault case against Prince Andrew? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So Virginia Dufresne had been suing Prince Andrew for allegedly sexually assaulting her on three occasions when she was 17. We all know this. There's those photos of them together. He said he couldn't sweat, so it couldn't possibly be him in the photos. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it appears that they have reached an out-of-court settlement, and the settlement that was submitted to a US court says that Prince Andrew will make a substantial donation to her charity. So from the BBC, um, the document stated that Prince Andrew had never intended to malign Mr. Frey's character and that he recognised she had suffered both as an established victim of abuse and as a result of unfair public attacks. The Duke pledged to demonstrate his regret for his association with the late convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein by supporting the fight against the evils of sex trafficking and by supporting its victims. So obviously it's a settlement. It's not exactly an admission of guilt and it's it, it's to him an admission of being regretful that he associated with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know if that's good enough, but I'm glad that Virginia's getting something. Mm. Like, I'm glad that this didn't just blow over into nothing. I mean, he's settled, so... I don't know. I just feel like these people are just untouchable at this point. Yeah, I mean, we can't take it away from Virginia, you know, like, she's been through so much, and to get a a settlement, I'm sure, feels like a win. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, an admission of guilt might have been a better win, but a settlement is at least something. Now, can you please talk to me about something lighter, like maybe fresh avocados? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no chippy dipping in the guacky pond, I can see written on the fucking Google Doc here. Fresh avocado. Bad news for fans of brunch burritos and big bowls of guac. I shouldn't have done alliteration there. That's actually harder to say. Um the US has the US has suspended imports of Mexican avocados. Um, so this news came on the eve of the Super Bowl, and with Cinco de Mayo just around the corner, the price of avocados could be set to skyrocket in the coming weeks. Um, usually here at the shit show, we recommend staying cool, calm, and collected, but I think this might be the time to go and panic buy. Oh my god, we cannot be on the mic telling people to panic buy anything in these times, squishy. But avocados. But fresh avocado. Well, there won't be any fresh avocado. Honestly, if people no. aren't getting this um, reference, it's really embarrassing for me. Like most, it's, a, it's such a good vine. It's such, it's a good such vine. a good vine. Anyway, Nick, how okay? How does a fruit? And I love that we've gone technical because avos actually are a fruit. But how does a fruit like an avo get banned from the US? So in this instance. Uh, basically, an American agricultural inspector got verbally threatened, uh, which, yeah, pretty pretty insane, uh, which prompted the U.S. Department of Agriculture to place an immediate ban on the importing of avocados from across the border. Um, so how long is the ban going to last? I can hear you yelling. Well, the USDA said in a statement that the ban will remain in place for as long as necessary to ensure the appropriate actions are taken to secure the safety of personnel working in Mexico. Oh, my God. Which... It's pretty vague, really. Like, is that a day? Is that three weeks? Is that a couple of yeah. months? This isn't the first time Avos have been banned from the States. In 1997, a three-year ban was lifted, um, put in place due to weevils and other nasty little critters coming over to orchards in the US. So let's hope the ban doesn't last that long this time. 
Because that would be crazy. Yeah, it would be. Uh, Just a quick story about weevils. We once had weevils, which are like little, they're kind of like, I want to say maggots, but they're kind of like, they're like maggots, but they like to live in particularly dry things. So in our old flat, we had weevils that eventuated, that came out of a T2, a little tea packet, climbed into Flo's Sultana brand. She ate some Sultana brand, which had these little bugs in it, and then cried. And then we realized we had weevils all through our pantry. And like, I think we all cried. And like, they're no joking matter. I mean, they're not super dangerous. <laughs> like, I'm sure Liv will be okay. No. But I do, dis- I do. Oh, sorry. I'm sure Flo will be okay. But I do distinctly <laughs> remember getting photos sent to our family group chat of all these weevils crawling through your cereal and your flour and your oats oh. and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, that was rank. We had to throw everything out. It was so so gross. Anyway, um, I hope they get fresh avocados back purely so that I can stop making that stupid joke that like not even I find funny. Fresh avocado. It's fresh avocado. And, uh, Nick, my second news story of the day is kind of just as dark as my first one. I've had a bit of a shocker, but I am bringing a good news story for my last segment, so don't come for me yet. Now, just before we get into this one, uh, another content warning just for the next few minutes. Um, I'm talking about the Sandy Hook shooting, and so I'll be obviously talking about death and violence. This story is about another settlement. The families of Sandy Hook victims have settled with Remington Arms. So Remington Arms is the company that made the rifle that was used in the Sandy Hook um, mass shooting, which is one of the US's most deadly school shootings ever. Um, The settlement was for victims and it was for $73 million. But the reason that this story caught my eye was because it's actually the first time that a gun maker has faced a liability for a mass shooting. So there was a lawsuit that was brought towards Remington Arms who made the gun used in the shooting and um, it was brought by the families of nine of the 26 victims of the 2012 massacre. So a little bit of background. In the early 2000s, our favourite group, Nick, the NRA, the National Rifle Association, and other gun rights groups, they pushed states and the federal government to actually enact laws to protect gun manufacturers from financial responsibility for deaths that result from the use of guns. So like these associations and gun groups pushed to make sure that if you used a gun and caused harm to someone, the people that made the gun, like nothing bad could happen to them financially. Um, This obviously meant or has meant up until now that the makers of guns that are used in events like mass shootings have sort of got off scot-free. But the way they got around this law was within the lawsuit, um, they argued that Remington Arms pitched the rifle that was sold to at-risk young men in violent video games and with, like, militaristic language. So they, they sort of found an exemption in the law that prohibited illegal marketing claims because Remington had used, like, some phrases and stuff that sort of hyped up young men to go and get themselves armed. Which is a really interesting loophole, and to be honest, like I didn't know that there was those laws in place to keep gun makers sort of safe. Yeah, no, hopefully this sets a precedent that now that this lawsuit has 
been settled that that it now means that gun makers have to be sort of responsible like a little bit more responsible for their marketing and i don't know do guns do guns get marketed i've never seen a gun ad because we live in new zealand yeah i know well i'm assuming it's more like are are there branded guns in video games I don't even know. I don't even play that. that I, don't. I mean, metaverse. We need to think about the metaverse. What if you're like using a Remington Arms gun in the metaverse and then like they're paying for that advertising and that's going to happen actually. That's actually another thing. I that- love how your fir- your thought was, we need to talk about the metaverse. No, I know. Honestly, get rid of me. I should not be talking about the metaverse right now because this is happening in real life. So yes, it's another settlement and that's kind of, that's kind of a... Um, a good thing. It's kind of like when we talked a couple months back about the parents in that Michigan school shooting that ignored the signs that their child was going to um, potentially do something harmful in the photo, uh, the images he drew and didn't want to take him to therapy. And then they actually, we should follow up on that maybe in next week's episode if something's happened because they tried to escape and then actually the par- parents were sort of going to be held liable for that. So we. We'll give you an update, everyone, next week, so you have to tune in. But, Nick, can I please end with a good news story? Yes, this is a story I'm pretty stoked about, so yeah, hit it. Me too. So, just last night, which was Tuesday night, New Zealand passed a law banning conversion therapy. So, um, almost unanimously, this uh, was passed, this legislation that bans practices and tended to forcibly change a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression known as conversion therapy. This has been a long time coming in New Zealand. I just think it's amazing. It's it, it's amazing, but also it's like bare minimum. Like, like this is, like, banning it is bare minimum, mm. but I'm glad that it's happened. I'm just going to list for no particular reason at all the people that didn't vote for this to go through. There wasn't many of them, but here are the people that obviously didn't want conversion therapy banned. Simon Bridges, Simeon Brown, Melissa Lee, Simon O'Connor, Dr. Shane Retty, Tob McClay, Michael Woodhouse, and Chris Pink. All the usual suspects. What do they all have the in common, list? Well, all of them except for Melissa Lee are dudes. I was going to say they're all part of the National Party. Oh, <laughs> kind of much of a muchness. But anyway, for no particular reason, we listed them out for you so that you could do your own non-particular thinking about any particular things you want particularly to do or not to do in any particular elections or I don't know. I don't know why we brought that up. But Nick, tell me, you've got a comment of the week. Yes, I've got a, uh, I've got a comment of the week. I always do. Uh, it's on your <laughs> post about your one of your mundane polls, Lo and Behold. Uh, and the comment, Lo and Behold, but it's it feels weird to read that out because he's actually answering your question. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't quite come across on the audio format. Lo and Behold, but also like it's not like I think about this ever, is what uh, literally just Isaac had to say about that. So the question was like, is it L-O-E, L-O-W, or L-O and behold? And this person said L-O and behold. But also, like, it's not like I think about this ever. Which is the point of the Monday polls, Squish, to get you thinking about something you don't usually think about. Are they getting kind of mundane now? You're kind of over them? No, I kind of love them, especially this one. This is my comment of the week. Because it really does get people thinking about everything. So I said, how regularly do you check your... I know, I said, do you regularly check your spam or junk folder? And the comment that I liked the best was, tomorrow's poll, what's your definition of regularly? (laughs) 
<laughs> like, That's good. they are getting so mundane. And to be honest, I'm kind of obsessed. That's kind of the point. Squish, I'm done with this episode, Loki. It's been really good. I've learned a lot about Russia, Ukraine, and plenty of settlements in Fresh Vakadu. Where can the people find you? They can find me at The Shit Show. Keep sending your messages through. I love to see them. Um, where can they find you, Luce? It's going to be at the newsletter? Yeah, it's it's at the other end of the newsletter. We also have another Instagram account, but mm, it's kind of less relevant than the shit show, so I'm not even going to mention mm. it. But come and see me on the other end of the morning newsletter. And also, give us some ratings, give us some reviews, keep passing the shit show along to your friends if you like it, or if you think they need to hear the people that didn't vote for conversion therapy, and... Uh, you know what, Nick? I'll see you next week, sir. Yeah, it sounds good. Shit, see you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.